Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, everybody? You want us now? ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It is, in fact, me, Coulter Nuanez, back for the second time this week. Happy to see everybody. If you're watching on the visuals, you'll actually see me here in studio for the first hour. Then I'm out. Got to go. Uh, it's my wife's birthday, so we're having a little steak and shrimp and uh, doing nothing. It's going to be awesome. We got It's McCall, baby McCall's two-week birthday, so a little celebration for him. Uh, I was like, babe, you want to do something? And she was like, absolutely not. She's like, I just want to stay at home with you. And I was like, well, that sounds beautiful. So I got to get the birthday dinner ready, but you'll be hearing from me throughout the show. Uh, great show today. Not only do we have around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, like we always do on Wednesdays here on Nuanas Now, this week presented by one of my favorite places in the whole world, especially in Missoula, the Good Food Store. We could do a whole segment on the Good Food Store. I'm serious. I love the Good Food Store. Hour two, though, what sort of treat is this? Not every day you get a pro football Hall of Famer on the show. Oh, and by the way, he's a guy with Montana ties. And oh, by the way, he's got a Super Bowl ring and he's one of the greatest Kansas City Chiefs ever. Jan Stenerud, a class act, one of my favorite guys I've gotten to know during this career. A Montana State alum, a Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl four. Everybody's seen the famous NFL films. Matriculating the ball down the field. Hank Stram is a legend. Well, Jan Stenerud was on that team. That was the last... Super Bowl, little Super Bowl history for you quickly, because I know a lot of people don't realize this. The Super Bowl was not the NFL championship game for the first four playings of the Super Bowl. It was the meeting of the AFL and the NFL champion. That's why they called it the Super Bowl. Then there was the merger in 1970. But the last Super Bowl champion before the merger was the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl four. Jan Stenerud was a member of that team. He's one of the greatest kickers in the history of football. He also is a Montana State alum, and he has one of the great backstories of any pro athlete I've ever heard. Came to Montana State on a skiing scholarship and uh, ended up becoming the greatest kicker in the history of the NFL. There's guys that rival him now, but for the first 30 years of, of uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame inductions, it's Jan Stenard. He is He was the man when it comes to kicking, so he'll join us uh, for our ESPN Roundtable. And we also have some big news, a little bit of a changing of the guard. When it comes to the Grizz hockey team, Mike Anderson, who's been the head coach for a couple years now, he'll still be involved, but they have a new head coach, Grizz Hockey. So Jeff Safford uh, will get on the mic and uh, let you know all about that. And the new man in charge will be in the studio with us. So that's coming up uh, about 5.30 as well. We also got free coffee for you. We got free chicken wings for you. We got all sorts of free stuff for you. Uh, so it sh should be uh, a great show. 
Krista, you're usually dressed to the nines. Now you're dressed in your 97 instead. I know. Look at this. I, mean, <laughs> I love it. It's a big week, Colter. It's a big week. Krista Redpath in studio with us, as she always does for Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. But we're going to spend some time talking about two other storylines uh, this week as well. First, her San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. Also, though, the biggest story right now in college basketball, period. It's not UConn being number one for the second year in a row. It's not, you know, the the battle that is going on in the Big East and the ACC. It's none of those things. It's Caitlin Clark and the, the the spectacle that she has become for the Iowa women's basketball team. I mean, she is she is doing stuff that I've really never seen before in the col- at the college level, and she's uh, getting close to breaking a record. And they're giving her a primetime slot for it. So that's pretty cool. We'll get to that. And then, of course, we'll talk our way all the way around uh, the Big Sky Conference in women's hoops. It is Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. If you want to stream the show, you always can. 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888 we got a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill coming up for you a little later on in the show. And we also have some free Florence Coffee Company for you. Let's do a Floco giveaway right now. Floco has new late hours for their Brook Street location and their South Reserves location here in Missoula. They have like 10-plus locations now, but it's Brooks and uh, South Reserve that have the new late hours. They're open until 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. If you go there, they got uh, buy one, get one free deals going on, but we also have free Florence Coffee Company for you every single day. So if you want Floco, text us right now, 406 888 1029. That's triple eight one zero two nine. Uh, it is also National Girls and Women uh, Women in Sports Day, so that's cool. Uh, it's funny because we, you and I have talked about this before. the um, The priority on quality has become such a huge buzz talking point. It, it's been going for a long time, but it's particularly you know risen to prominence over the last 10, 12 years. But people that grew up around Montana. I think it's sort of like old hat, right? Because women's sports in Montana have been big time. I, I've never known it to not be big time, right? Like when we were growing up in Missoula, the Lady Grizz was like the hot ticket. It was like the harder ticket to get. And we had no idea that it wasn't because we had no idea there was inequity. We thought that it was just women's basketball was just the show. I think it was my three-year-old that said to me, Mom, do boys play basketball? Because right. I had never had him at a boys basketball game. He'd been at all Lady Grizz, um, everything. And I thought, oh, geez, I got to get him to a men's game. But that's how we were raised. And obviously, I grew up idolizing the Lady Grizz. And that's from a very young age, Coulter. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see. Uh, I, I, do, I do think, though, We've reached a tipping point now where there's always been fans of women's basketball. Now I think we're seeing a whole bunch of basketball fans realizing, wow, this is just as good as the guys. And uh, Caitlin Clark's been a huge part of that. Also got to say congratulations. I missed. I was remiss to not say this last week. You got the championship game for the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Chris has been on the color commentary for all the Big Sky games for a really long time. Then there was sort of a blip where you weren't getting the championship, but now you do. You get to call it on ESPN. I know, so it's con- very exciting. Congratulations. I'm in the ESPN family, which has been a process. So, yeah, I'm really excited to get all of them. Well, very fun. cool. Very cool. The Big Sky and Boise back for uh, yet another year, March 9th through the 13th. You can also use that number, 406-888-1029. Text us uh, if you want to enter in to win a couple passes to the Big Sky and Boise. you got a couple nights at a hotel for you as well. So text us, 406-888-1029, if you want to go watch the Women's Basketball Tournament. In Boise, Idaho, March 9th through the 13th. How you feeling? It's a two-week lead-up to the Super Bowl. Are you getting Ooh. nervous? You're wearing your Nick Bosa I, I'm jersey. Not my Nick Bosa. You know that saying, Coulter, always the bridesmaid, never the bride? <laughs> because we have been in the N- NFC Championship seven out of the last 13 years, but it's been 20, what? I don't know, 29? 30 years. 29 years since yeah, we won a years, Super Bowl. Yeah. Actually, I was a junior in high school the last time Man. we won a Super Bowl. So that was Steve Young was MVP. We beat the Chargers. Killed the Chargers. Yeah, so. Did you know that's actually the lowest rated Super Bowl in its history? Because, only because the, the Niners slaughtered them so bad. I think everybody turned the channel because they had scored 50-something points. That yeah. was an onslaught, though, for sure. It is crazy, though, because the Niners have been, I think, unquestionably one of the most consistent organizations in the NFL but they have not been able to knock down the door and actually win the whole thing. Well, and I know, and this year has been a little bumpy. I mean, we started out just, you know, five wins in a row, and then all of a sudden, six through eight, we looked like we shouldn't even be anywhere close to the Super Bowl. And then as we fought back this year, had a little bit of a blip on Christmas, um, but just were able to finish it out. But these last two games have not been anything but easy. I mean, Green Bay and Detroit gave us all they had. And I know against a strong Kansas City team, 
we're not going to be able to dig ourselves into the holes, especially like we did against the Lions. In the third quarter, I think we scored uh, 17 points in eight minutes. That's we right. will not be able to do that against Kansas City. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to, to see all the matchups go down. I mean, you're, you grew up in the 80s. You mentioned you were you know, in high school in the 90s, so it's easy to see kind of why you were a 49ers fan. That was during the absolute heyday. When did you first become a Niners fan? Well, actually, fan, no, Coulter. I became more of a fan after. Oh, like, interesting. Okay. the last 20 years or okay. so. And, what, um, what was the hook? Um, would be my kid's dad, who's okay. from California. Yeah. And yeah. so I think we were just all a family of Niner fans. And then when you have kids, it just becomes even bigger. And so it just is something that connects our whole family. Well, it's very cool. And uh, I mean, your, your son, an aspiring tight end. I mean, what a guy to look up to in George Kittle. I think that's a pretty good one because, uh, you know, Kittle's a phenomenal athlete, but it's also like not unattainable to be like him, you know what I mean? Because he gets, he gets, he's very gifted, but he also gets by on hard work. You know, he's a grinder. He's not crazy big. I mean, he's 6'3, 240, but he's not like out, you know, he's not like Gronkowski, who's 6'6, 270 or whatever. I know. Or like even, well, Travis Kelsey's not actually that big either. No. But Kelsey's just so smooth for how tall he is. That connection is alive and well between Mahomes <laughs> and Kelsey. Yeah, no doubt about it. More on Super Bowl in a minute. Chris Redpath in studio with us here on Nuan is now ESPN Radio. It is. Uh, part of our Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. But, of course, we have to talk uh, college basketball on the national scale just for a minute. Now, I find this unbelievably cool. Caitlin Clark, not only is she closing in on the all-time Division I scoring record, that's more than Kelsey Plum, who holds it now, more than Pete Maravich. She is 65 points away from scoring more than anybody in the history of college basketball. To put this in perspective, she's already scored more than 3,300 points. Shannon Kate, Shannon Kate scored 2,100 points for the Lady Grizz, and that is like an unbreakable record. Caitlin Clark has scored 1,200 more points, right? Like, think of that. That's like your whole career and Shannon's whole career combined wouldn't even equal how many points that she scored. That's, that, I mean, it's absurd. This year, though, she has been... She's erupted. I mean, she is, she is as must-watch as there is in the world of basketball right now. Iowa's 21-2. and two. Caitlin Clark has 17 30-point games and four more with at least 40. She scored 48 the other night. It's unheard of. I mean, I could count the times I've seen women's basketball players score 30 points in a game probably on two hands. She's got 17 30-point games all herself. I love that she came to Iowa with huge aspirations, though, Coulter, and she's always been so grateful, and she's willing to wait and sign those autographs after games. Um, she's just a whole vibe in herself. She really Absolutely. is. And, you know, I look at, I read about her practice schedule. In her offseason, she shoots 300 shots a day. Amazing. She does 100 free throws, 100 mid-range, and 100 threes every day. She's such a good shooter. I bet you it takes her, like, 20 minutes. I know. <laughs> That's exactly my next question. I wonder how long that takes here. <laughs> you know, it's the old Paige Stoyakovich uh, workout, right? Paige used to say he had to make 100 of each before he could leave the court. And there's the famous Sports Illustrated article where the writer was waiting for him. And Paige only missed three shots. He shot. He went 300 for 303 and then came and did the interview. And the guy was like, well, I guess this is why you are the greatest shooter in the NBA at this exact moment. But uh, the thing that makes me so happy about this Caitlin Clark story is she has become this breakout star. There's been this, this audience for women's basketball around the collegiate ranks that has grown and grown. But now, like even in Missoula, you can go to Reds, you can go to the Mo Club. They have a TV on Iowa every time Caitlin Clark is playing. There's people that are following this from coast to coast. And so they have two games this week, Penn State tomorrow and then Nebraska on Sunday. The networks are noticing this. Nobody wants to go head-to-head with Super Bowl programming, right? What did Fox do? What did they flex into the, the 1 o'clock spot? Caitlin Clark. So Iowa at Nebraska is on national TV, 11 a.m. Caitlin Clark likely with a chance to break the all-time scoring record. I, she's, I mean, she's just one of the biggest stars in America right now, and I just think it's so cool. It's also cool that she's from there. She's from Des Moines, Iowa, so she's doing it for her home state. You know, she's just from right up the road. From where the University of Iowa is at, so uh, pretty darn cool. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops this week, probably presented by the Good Food Store. For more than 50 years, the Good Food Store has been Missoula's homegrown independent source for natural, organic, and locally sourced food. From their award-winning produce department and habit-forming deli to their vast bulk section, plus their eco-takeout program, you'll find top-notch offerings and friendly customer service at every turn. Valentine's Day coming up next week, seven days from now, gents. 
I don't know if I'm smart or stupid. My dating anniversary with my wife is on Valentine's Day. I, I don't know if that's good or not. It's also seven days from her birthday, so it's basically like I just have to buy presents for an entire week. Either way, Good Food Store has uh, beautiful fresh flowers, wine, beer, locally made chocolates, and everything you need to make your Valentine's Day special. So whether you're picking up, uh, whether you're local, picking up your week's groceries from your favorite cashier, or you're visiting and looking for quintessential Missoula experience, stop by and let us show you why the Good Food Store is your market. I tell you, the, from the produce angle, it's it's not even close. It's the best produce in town, it's hands down, flat out. My wife makes fun of me because I go to the Good Food Store every day. I'm like, well, why wouldn't you? They got all the best stuff. So right there on Third Street, uh, a Missoula institution. Happy to have them. Uh, aboard. A couple more Super Bowl things, and then we'll get into some uh, Big Sky hoops. What do you? I mean, you're wearing your Bosa jersey. That's absolutely going to be one of the big matchups in the game, right? I mean, it can the the only way to get after the Chiefs is to get after Patrick Mahomes. Easier said than done because he's just such a good athlete. But <gasps> Niners got one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. Well, we do, and you look at Armstead and Hargrave along with Bosa for sure. You know, I mean, Chase we, Young, we, if he actually right. tries, and then you look at Greenlaw and, and also Fred Warner. I mean, we do have a very strong defensive unit, but it's going to take everything we have against a very high-powered offense. I will say this: during the regular season, the Chiefs built an identity as a team that kind of shot itself in the foot. Honestly, Coulter, and, sure. um, but they got timely stops on defense. So, you know, you look at it both ways, but we're going to have to play our A game. The other storyline I love in this one is that Patrick Mahomes is he's the king of the castle right now, right? I mean, he's the biggest sporting star in, in America uh, at this exact moment. Brock Purdy was like the darling, the Cinderella, and then he got hurt, and then he, he gets into the part where we, we do this as Americans. We love this this... Cinderella story, and then you're you're popular and you're famous for a little while, and we start to break you down. So now Brock Purdy has gone through the ringer. All the pundits are saying, well, this kid's overrated. If he wasn't on this team, this kid's trash. Bob, part of that's overblown. That's just what people, they're just trying to get clicks and ratings. But if Brock Purdy can somehow outduel Patrick Mahomes... I mean, haters be damned. Nobody can say anything about this kid well, after that. Well, it gets really old, and I talked about this I in agree. last week. I, I get so upset with everyone con- you know, comparing him to like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. He's just not. He's his own person, and he's gotten us to where we are today. And, I mean, we have multiple weapons on the offensive end. We really have to make sure we utilize all of those weapons, Coulter, in order to beat this really good Kansas City team. But we need to lay off Brock. I totally agree. Here's the thing. The Niners had a franchise quarterback at Jimmy Garoppolo that they let walk away. They also had the number two pick in the draft in Trey Lance, who they traded. If there's one guy that knows quarterbacks, it's Kyle Shanahan. I'm not trying to be a hater on Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan had a very average career, except for when Kyle Shanahan was his offensive coordinator, and he won the MVP and went to the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan knows how to coach quarterbacks. If he's getting rid of a couple guys, with one with who's proven another with a bunch of hype, Brock Purdy's the guy. People just need to get over it. I agree. See, and that's the thing, though, is if the Niners win and Brock Purdy plays well, of course he's not Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, but he can say, "Hey, I got a lot. I've gotten a lot more done than those guys have." And the haters could say, "Okay, well it's because you got Debo and Kittle, and it doesn't matter if you got a ring, you got bragging rights." It's the and best way to shut everybody up. <laughs> that's exactly right. It should be fun. Super Bowl Sunday, four thirty uh, for the big game. We'll have plenty more talk about it coming up uh, a little later on uh, this week. Around the Big Sky and women's hoops. Let's actually talk some Big Sky women's basketball. Here's your scoreboard since the last time we were on the air. Last Thursday, Northern Arizona, no problem with Weber State. They drilled the Wildcats 85-65. Montana, they got one out against Idaho uh, in Moscow, 79-68. Pulled away early, or pulled away late, excuse me, salted the game away at the free throw line. So good job by the Lady Grizz closing out that one. Montana State, they get a big win at Eastern Washington. Clutch plays down the stretch. How about Myra Dykstra? She is the Big Sky Conference Player of the Week. I mean, she has just blossomed. It's been really fun to watch. She's been a difference maker for this team for sure. And they and big part of the reason why they've been able to win the last four games. No doubt. Uh, so that was a huge win for Montana State in Cheney. And then Northern Colorado uh, at Idaho State. The Bengals get it done 76-56. Then last Saturday, Northern Colorado beats Weber 73-63 in Ogden. NAU gets the road sweep. They win in Pocatello, 73-59 over Idaho State. Lady Grizz lose 61-56 uh, at Eastern Washington. So a good bounce back by Eastern. They drop two in a row. 
But they get back on the winning side uh, by beating the Lady Grizz. Montana State slugs it out against Idaho, 51-46. And then Portland State, Sac State, the only two defeated teams in the league. Sac State gets their first conference victory. So now 13, and then it turned into 14 losses in a row for Portland State because they lost on Monday as well uh, at Eastern Washington. So um, tough sledding for the Vikings. Sac State's also in a huge rebuild. Uh, they, that was only their second victory overall this year, but uh, they get their first Big Sky victory for a first-year head coach there at Sac State. So uh, silver lining there, and uh, maybe the Hornets are building a little something. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take an early break, and then we'll come back and we'll actually give you some insight, some analysis, and uh, some of the best storylines from around the Big Sky Conference and women's hoops. It's probably presented by the Good Food Store. Chris Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. Back right after this. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. So I, I got to say, uh, sometimes I just have takes, especially about music, just to push you guys' buttons. So a couple weeks ago, I was talking about Usher and saying that he, it, maybe I just didn't like him that much, even though I you know, respected the talent. He's you know, gorgeous man and, and great voice and all that. But a lot of stuff, you know, it's like club music. I'm just not really a club guy. Well, my brother was listening at that time. He called me right after the show and just lit me up for like half an hour all about why Usher is this transcendent R&B superstar. And he's also like, dude, you're just doing this to be a contrarian. He's like, I need you to go listen to the first four albums front to back and then come back to me and tell me you don't like Usher. Thanks, Brooks. You're right. I'm an idiot. He's awesome. He's fire. It's going to be a sweet Super Bowl halftime show. Sorry we didn't play your Usher song. I know, right? I was waiting for... That's the one. We played that last week, and I said that was the only one I liked, and then I went and listened to all of them and realized that was wrong. I like a lot of them. And then I think it's rude that you asked me to pick a Taylor Swift song, (laughs) actually. So do you notice which one I picked? Karma. Because I don't want to talk about Taylor Swift this week. I'm done for another week. I forgot. My resident 49ers fan and also our uh, lead women's basketball analyst, Chris Redpath, in studio with me, Coulter Duwana, is wearing her uh, Nick Bosa jersey, so you know which side of the Super Bowl she is on uh, this week. If you want to go uh, to the Big Sky Conference Tournament in Boise, March 9th through the 13th, text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. You can also hit us up on Twitter, at Skyline Sports MT, at 1029 ESPN, or at Crystal Redpath. All those will get you entered in. And uh, we got a couple tickets for you, plus a couple nights in the hotel there uh, in Boise. We'll be doing the drawing later on this month. we got about three weeks left, so keep those entries coming in for our uh, Big Sky and Boise giveaway. It's probably presented by our good friends at Vertical Rays. Vertical Rays got a coaching clinic coming up uh, beginning of the month next month. It's there in Post Falls. They have a variety of great coaches. They're going to be doing uh, both keynote speeches as well as break-off clinics. You can find the whole list on their website. One of the keynote speakers, though, Jason Eck, the head coach of the University of Idaho, and they added a couple more. Um, Dennis Erickson, who's a college football Hall of Famer, and then Rob Akey, who's former Idaho coach. He's now the defensive coordinator at Central Michigan. Uh, they'll all be giving talks at the uh, the coaching clinic, their first annual coaching clinic in Post Falls. Thanks to Vertical Rays for all of their continued support here of us uh, on ESPN Radio uh, around the Big Sky Women's Hoops and otherwise. Let's talk about some of the best stories in Big Sky basketball. Eastern Washington was red hot. They were riding a 10-game winning streak. 
Then they went to Flagstaff and got a, uh, a knockdown drag out with NAU. They lose in overtime. Then, and that one wasn't that unexpected because it's a tough place to play. You know, you've been on the road, all that sort of stuff. They come back home, though, and they drop a second straight to Montana State. Great effort by the Bobcats, but I think the, the Eagles probably had to look in the mirror a little bit. Well, then they did it in a big way, and they played great Saturday against Montana. They really stifled the Grizz offensively, and then they made all the plays down the stretch defensively. What did you think of the bounce back for Eastern Washington? Well, I think Eastern Washington, when I look at this squad on both sides of the ball, they they seem to have the best overall team when I look at offensive and defensive. I mean, I think that, honestly, Coulter, there's six teams that could beat each other on any given day. Yes. One through six. Then we have a little bit of a drop-off on sure. the bottom there. Um, and, you know, I, I have to hand it to... Um, Montana State for knocking off Eastern and they really came in and and did a great job um you know I look at Jamie Loetta is just playing fantastic right now she's awesome I mean on it's not even points it's just she's in she has a double double but with assists and points yes um and Elia Alexander I mean just down Millie Knowles Jaleesa Lawrence I mean they're just they they are so collectively um balanced I thought Jody Gleason, her comments in the postgame after after Eastern Washington 61-56 win over Montana, she said, hey, love the clutch play of Leo Alexander down the stretch. Love the way my team played, but Jamie Loetta is the best player in the league, and we're so glad we have her. I love when coaches prop their players up like that, especially when they're a defined leader like Jamie Loetta is. And you're right. It goes so beyond the stats. I mean, she had 19 points. She scores it for sure. But it's the way that she controls the game and the way that she plays, especially on the ball defensively. I mean, she's a game record defensively. She's probably the best defensive guard in the league. Well, and she was defensive player of the year last Definitely. year. Definitely. And she deserved it. And she probably will be again this year. And she comes from Arizona State. So she's come from a pretty good lineup, yeah. a prodigy there of, of basketball. Um, but yeah, she also rebounds, Coulter. That's another right. thing that I think she's, you know, you see a lot of guards in the big sky that might be able to um, make shots. But to be able to rebound and anticipate the way Loetta does, she's definitely um, for sure a first-team player. It'll be interesting to see if she gets the MVP nod. And for the uh, Lady Grizz now, we have a, a defined trend. We're halfway through the conference season. The Lady Grizz, when they've played against lesser competition and they can uh, get up and down and drive and kick and shoot the three, they've been dynamite. They've been unbelievable. Uh, greatest example is probably the last time they were at home against Sac State. They hit 19 three-pointers most in program history, they scored 87 points. But now that we're at the midpoint of the year, Lady Grizz against the, the those bottom teams in the league, they're averaging 85 points a game, and they're undefeated. Against everybody else, they're only 2-3, and three, and they're only averaging 64 points per game. They just need to find a happy medium. I was saying this on the show on Monday, and I'll reiterate it to you because you're, you're somebody that played for Robin Selvig, and you know I, I, I hate to keep comparing to the Selvig days. I only bring this up not as a comparison, but the thing that Robin Selvig taught me as a young reporter was, because I used to always ask him about all these statistical questions, and he's like, Coulter, at the end of the day, sometimes you're going to make shots and sometimes you're not. You can't let that be the defining factor to your results. You have to have other things that you can lean on. Well, for sure. And I do think that there are a couple big sky schools that are more, a couple of them that are more offensive oriented, which we're going to see two of them for tomorrow sure. in Dahlberg um, between the Lady Grizz and NAU. Yep. When I take a look at Montana culture, I think that they like to dictate the pace. They like they to go fast. And when they hesitate and they're on their heels, they play tentatively. And, and for them, that affects the defensive side of the ball, which and that just completely throws them off. And that's where you see these uh, third quarter lulls for them, or you see them come out and really dominate a team like they did Montana State. And then as soon as a defensive team adjusts, yes. if they fall back on their heels, that's a problem for them. They're a very good rebounding team. They are. They have a lot of scorers. They need to find that identity down the stretch. And they also need to find some symbols of consistency, because you're right. It seems every game they'll have these awesome six to ten minute stretches where they are just lighting it up. Everything's going great. They're moving the ball. They're kicking it out. They're shooting the three, and then they'll just fall on these wretched dry spells. And you're like, what? What's going on? If they could just have some sort of sustainability, it's almost like you don't even you would trade not having the highs for not having the lows. Well, in February is such a big month that they, as Huge. they make the turn, yes. and now you look for consistency heading into Boise. We look at the two, the three teams last year: Montana State, 
Northern Arizona and Sac State, all co-champions last year. But for sure, Sac State and NAU, 7-2 and two in February. Yeah. You know, Montana State had a little bit of a drop-off there, actually. They came into the tournament having just lost to Eastern Washington on their senior night, which was a bit disappointing. But my point is that the teams that are able to put together a nice run of basketball in February build going into the tournament. So this is when you really have to... Find your identity. There's no more, um, you know, we're going to get better here or there. you got to actually put it together and, and get ready for Boise. We're on the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. Chris Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuan, as is presented this week by the Good Food Store. Good Food Store has over 800 items in their bulk department. You can avoid uh, excess packaging, get just what you need, and keep your pantry contents fresh and flavorful. Good Food Store has high product standards. They carefully evaluate new products for quality, Freshness, unadulterated ingredients, truth in labeling, humane treatment of animals, and environmental impact from ketchup to yogurt to peanut butter to tofu. Good Food Store offers hard-to-find bulk items. I love the bulk section. I've been getting my... Oh, I, I Actually, these reads from a couple years ago were the ones that was like, well, I should go look. Maybe they have my oatmeal. Maybe they have my rice. Maybe they have my popcorn. It's, That's right. They have all of it. They got the coffee, everything you ever wanted in bulk. It's pretty cool. you can buy it in your quantity that That's you right. want. So I buy all my flowers there. I get, you know, obviously spices can get pretty spicy and costly. So um, you, know, you, look at, you look at what you can buy there. But um, I, I just think being able to buy the quantity you want versus full size. And I mean, I even get some of my peanut butter there. Totally. And, and I mean, if you go to shop in that section... The deals sometimes are like unbelievable, right? I, I, the other day, I bought two pounds of popcorn for two bucks. That's going to last me for a whole year. It's amazing. I go check out the good foods are there uh, on Third Street, and uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, so be sure to check out their wonderful flower selection. They also have a great wine and beer selection, and of course, some of the best and uh, highest quality meats you'll find anywhere uh, in the Garden City as well. Talking about teams that uh, have figured out a way to get it done, whether the shots are falling or not, the Montana State Bobcats absolutely define what I'm talking about. I don't really know who could have predicted that Montana State would be uh, seven and three in league so far this year, given what they lost. Not only coming into the year with an all-time great point guard in Darian White, transferring to Nebraska, Cola Badbear, foregoing her fifth year and instead to go back home and play at Montana State Billings, but also losing one of your stalwart headlining players in Lexi Deaton before conference play started. Look at the Bobcats, though. Look at the way that they've been able to get this thing done. They are only averaging 60 points per game. They're 7-3 and three in league, though. They've held 7 out of 10 opponents under 50 points in league play. That's amazing defense. Because they play defense. They and play that's one thing defense. that Coach Binford won't compromise on. And they are a team that likes to take teams out of their comfort zone or not even let them get into a comfort zone. And I will say this, Coulter, they lead the league in steals at 9.5 a game. Yeah. And when you look at that, it's spread. It's not, you know, it's Natalie Picton getting 3, but you also have Mara Dykstra getting 2. You have Madison Hall getting 1. I mean, they are all on the floor and getting after it. Um, I think the one area that they have struggled in is when they don't rebound well, they don't win. And so yeah. that's been something that for them, you know, they really are taking a look at that piece and trying to improve it. Um, the game against Idaho State, they got killed by 20 on the boards. And I know that that was at the tip of her tongue after the game. And so the one thing that I do notice about Coach Binford is she's made the best of the circumstances and the personnel that she has. No and when I look at these players playing together and playing for each other, I mean, they were without Caitlin Lamardo when she was on concussion protocol stepped right in and still were able to get it done. It just seems like these this team is very cohesive. It's uh, it's fascinating to watch because when you're at a school, for as long as Trisha Bidford's been at a school, a lot of times that identity remains the same. The, the different identities that Montana State's women's basketball team has encompassed has been fascinating. Like If you would have told me 10, 12 years ago, that they would have a defensive identity. I just said, no, they're, you're crazy. Coach Benford wants to go up-tempo. She wants a fast break. Katie Bussey's shooting the lights out. That's what she wanted. And they've had different teams that have been like that. But now, with this team, she's coached it to say, okay, here's what we have. And this is how we're going to win. It's a great lesson. Because I do think that their personnel, they're so young, they're going to blossom offensively one, one day soon, whether that's this year or next year. 
But if you already have the, the baseline of the defense, that's a pretty good starting place. Well, do you think that that comes with longevity of coaching? Because I also look at Seton Sobolewski oh, yeah. that's in his 16th year yep. over at Idaho State. He's also one of our strongest defensive-minded programs in the big sky. When Absolutely. I look at the two teams, and also UNC and Eastern are right there as well. Absolutely. Um, Kristen Matteo does a really good job at UNC. But I also think that they've learned that they can shoot themselves into games and shoot themselves out of games. But the one thing that's steadfast is defensive intensity. That's, that's no doubt. It's worth noting, Eastern Washington, while being a very good offensive team, they also lead the league in scoring well, defense that, right now. And that's now. exactly why I said they're the most complete team when yes, I look at are. them. But I look at one through six, when I when I look at the big sky, I'm going, geez, you have Idaho State um, that has, you know, they're seven and three. They've lost to UNC, Montana State, and Eastern. Yep. So you look at some of these, they've all either beaten each other or they're very close. So there isn't just this one team that is clearly undefeated and looks like they're going to just turn the tables. Another big sky women's hoops. Chris Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuance. One other storyline worth highlighting. Sac State, uh, they get off the schneid. They were uh, 0-8 going into their game against Portland State in league play. Just 1-18 overall. Uh, but they got it done. They they got a win over Portland State. And so uh, they have a conference victory. Now Portland State's looking to get off the schneid. Uh, they're now 0-10 in league after they lost Sac State and then also lost on Monday to Eastern Washington. They've Lost 14 in a row. Like we always say, we don't have a rooting interest around here, but we really want, we don't want anybody to not win any games. You should, you got to win a couple games. So we're hoping that Portland State can break through because well, this is better for the whole league. I'm just trying to figure this out, though. You know, you got Esmeralda Morales, who's the preseason MVP, and she's still number one in scoring, but it just doesn't seem like they can get anything else going. Yes. And they, they are not able to rebound. They're not able to do some of those key pieces in order to string together four quarters of basketball. Nobody rooting for Chelsea Gregg more than you or I here. <laughs> totally. um, she's a great coach. She, you know, under, I look at Lynn Kennedy. She was part of that championship run for Portland State. Um, she's been there. She knows what it takes to win, but she's certainly having her struggles this year. No doubt. I think part of it, too, is, as we've talked about, they, they're going to live and die by that zone. They're young. They're trying to figure out how to operate it. But then it's also, I think, fatiguing them to the point that they're missing shots on offense, and it's kind of just... It's manifesting itself. Well, right? that 2-3 zone is what we lived and died by when I played at Montana. That's right. And yep. it, it can be, if you are off with one rotation, you have a guard-to-forward drop That's that right. just doesn't happen right on time. I mean, you break down. And so you and really you have to... You mentioned the rebounding part, too. Rebounding is it, so you, critical. You, if you're elite... At rebounding, your zone's going to work because you can secure the stop. If you're not, then all of a sudden you're giving up 10 offensive boards a game and you're never going to be able to figure out how to win. Right. It, it's, it definitely is a huge challenge. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. Uh, since we are at the midpoint, let's look at the standings right now in Big Sky Women's Hoops. Northern Arizona, uh, expectedly on top. They're 8-1 and one in league play. Coming to Montana this week for a big prove-it weekend. They're in Missoula on Thursday and uh, in Bozeman on Saturday. We'll get to the preview of this upcoming week uh, in our next segment. Eastern Washington, they did drop two in a row, but they're back on the winning side after winning on Monday, uh, on Saturday and Monday, excuse me. So now they're 8-2 and two at the midpoint. Montana Montana State are each 7-3 and three in conference. Idaho State is 6-4. and four. Northern Colorado 5-4. and four. Uh, Idaho is 4-6. and six. Am I looking at the men's standings? Oh, no, this is right. Okay, sorry. I thought I clicked on the wrong tab on the big Yeah, no, they're 4 and 6. They're 11 yeah, that's and right. 11. Okay. Uh, Weber State 3 and 7, and uh, Sac State 1 and 9, Portland State 0 and 10. What about these standings at the midpoint surprise you, if anything? You know, I'm not really surprised, actually, at the how this has gone so far. Um, I agree with you, actually. I, I do think that UNC's had a, a couple more surprising losses than I thought. I really mm-hmm. look at them, and I see Delaney Byrne, I see Hannah Simmental, and there's been a couple close games for them that they've dropped. Um, Idaho State, to me, you know, I had a nice visit with... Coach Sobolewski at the end of the year when Idaho State was here. And, you know, he felt really good about his team, but he knew that they were young and it was going to be bumpy. Yes. And so I look at what, what they've done and I just, I love the play of Casey Spank. I think she's just a top talent. Talk about a rebounder. That's mm-hmm. a girl that can jump out of the gym. Um, and so, no, I think some of these teams you're going to see come on. And then it's also such a fun narrative to see who is the toughest when it counts in Boise, because that's really, it starts over. So these teams, uh, you know, they build, and then they have to figure out how to start over. So no, I'm not overly overly shocked. I think Montana State, given all of their issues and what they mm-hmm. went through, 
I wasn't so sure that they were going to be in the mix, and now I really think they are in the mix. I, I completely agree. I'd say like my, my two surprises would be Montana State, and you just hashed it out perfectly, and then Weber State. I think that they've been a pleasant surprise. They're only 3-7, and seven, but they only won two conference games last year. It was questionable how they'd be under a first-year head coach in Gentile Jackson and with a whole... Uh, not a whole new roster, the same roster. That's the interesting part. A lot of times, it's like a massive rebuild uh, like Sac State's got. This wasn't, and I actually thought that that actually might be a disadvantage for them because you have a new coach with a whole same roster that sort of has become accustomed to losing. But she's done a good job. Winning three games is, uh, I mean, it's challenging if if you're at Weber State. And they really pulled within uh, Northern Colorado. I watched that game. They lost by 10, but they had some really strong quarters. They actually outscored Northern Colorado in the fourth quarter. Um, 10 turnovers, so they took care of the basketball. I mean, they just, that's the thing. is they just When you watch them play, they just look like last year, they would turn the ball over like 25 times in a game, and it, it was just undisciplined. And you can just tell there's, right. there's just a higher level of discipline within the program. There is. I thought Jaden Matthews played pretty well, too. She had 14 points and had four assists. And what's interesting is you look at this Weber State team. They lose by 10, but Darren Hickok only has nine points out of that. And usually she's the one who is the offensive output for your team. But I look at uh, Taylor Smith. Uh, there was Laura Taylor. There's a couple other young players that are coming on for Weber State. So I do think that Gentile Jackson in her first year at Weber has a lot to look forward to. Uh, the last one, I think that when it comes to a team that you think still hasn't hit their ceiling, to me, there's a proximity bias to it because we're here broadcasting from Missoula, Montana. But it, to me, it's the Lady Grizz, and that's not a shot at the Lady Grizz. It's because I think still, after all watching all the teams, I do agree with you. I think, I think Eastern Washington's the most complete team in the league. I think Northern Arizona is uh, the most explosive team in the league. I think Montana is the most talented team in the league. And I think that if they could reach their ceiling, they should be at least a contender for the conference champions. It's not as if they're out of the race. They're sitting there just two games back, uh, I guess a game and a half back in the win column uh, for first place, two games back in the loss column, and still plenty of basketball left to play, including... Uh, with Northern Arizona in Missoula on Thursday. So uh, Lady Girls are just the one team I think that still has uh, some room to grow, but I think if you're 7-3 and three, you still got room to grow, that's uh, it's a good sign. Well, and also I was just going to say six losses. They're 15-6, and six, so they've obviously done something right to get here, and, and they've been real close in games, and I agree with you that they do have the most talent. When I look at that squad... And I look at, I mean, I absolutely love Danny Barch and the way yep. she plays, but they have so many offensive weapons. And Gina Markson has has just really grown up this last year and has settled into Coach Holsinger's system. And I do think that it is about finding this identity. And Coulter, I've said this before, who do you want the ball to go to when it counts? You might have six or seven players that can score, but you need two that you you know one or two right. that the ball has to go to them That's right. when it counts. And so I think Montana needs to to figure that identity out in February. Right, no doubt about it. Chris Redpath in studio with me. Coulter Duanas around the Big Sky Women's Hoops this week presented by the Good Food Store. My wife makes fun of me because I seriously do go to the Good Food Store every single day. Well, and so it's do not, I, Coulter. It's, it's not just for my shopping. We do do a lot of our shopping there, most of our shopping there. But also, so one of the most frustrating things is when you're on the go all the time and, okay, I need to get something quick to eat. But you don't have time to go sit down. Their hot bar and like the sandwich bar, all of it, grab and go. They have such good, delicious, healthy stuff. It's cheap. Just grab it and go. My brother and I got the, the like the food bar mastered. I can get the most delicious lunch for five bucks anywhere in Missoula at the good food store. Well, I know that for 22 months that salad bar was down during COVID, I know so was... I had it down to the month of how long that thing was out of operation. And um, I I go there every day too. I'm a regular grocery shopper. Um, I definitely supplement when I'm low on time in order to get a good healthy meal in front of my kids. But I also just love the produce selection, like you talked about. The opal apples are like the best and their smoothie bar i mean i drink a dream and green most days too it's a good one you gotta check that out <laughs> have you had one of those cold oh time? yeah I, I, anytime i'm sick i go get a cold buster <laughs> i mean the, anything you need go to the good food store they got it for you i promise it takes away the decision fatigue too because they have all sorts of different options good food store dedicated to supporting a healthy community they provide a wide selection of organic food and natural products conduct their business in an ethical and respectful manner and donate to organizations in need visit good food store uh, on third street in missoula to experience missoula's homegrown independent source for natural organic and locally sourced food we'll take a look at this upcoming week's slate of games including here in montana that's where most of the eyes are going to be because there is four 
teams and two big-time games each Thursday and Saturday night. Big Sky Slate coming up next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. It is kind of cruel. We were talking Taylor Swift last week, and I know you like Taylor Swift. For you to send me that this week, are you trying to throw me off or something? We have our resident Niners fan in studio with us. She also happens to be our lead women's basketball I like, analyst. I like her, though. Taylor Swift, I'm not against all that. I'm like, do, hey, do your thing, but here, let's keep the narrative on football. Here's where I'm at with, with Taylor Swift. I do not necessarily prefer or like her music. That said... I think that she is as good of a businesswoman and as good of a promoter as the music industry has ever seen. And I think all the good things that are coming to her, she totally deserves because she's totally earned it. I mean, her her ability to manipulate, and I don't mean manipulate in a bad way, to just always be it, is it's second to none. Well, her concerts are amazing. Her concerts are amazing. You go to the Grammys and then you just you just drop your new album on stage. You're like, oh yeah, I'm going to drop it on Instagram right after this. And then you just have a worldwide frenzy. I mean, it's just unbelievable marketing. We have this trend though. I mean, Usechek's wife is making all the apparel. You notice she's yeah. dressing everybody. We got Claire Kittle. We got George Kittle coming up with a Claire shirt on to his press conference with his wife's, you know, different looks. I just, I want to keep the narrative on football. For sure. So it's just hard because, you know, everyone loves those other storylines. Um, but for me, I'm like, all right, let's just stay in our lane. Uh, I, I I agree. I also think it's so funny that people get so uh, up in arms about this. Like Taylor Swift has gotten a maximum of about 35 seconds of airtime, and people are acting like all they do is put her on the screen. Like I guess in the NFC Championship game, she got 12 seconds. Like get over it. Well, it didn't affect Travis Kelsey. Did <laughs> he have 11 catches or some crazy thing? That's exactly right. Let's take a look at around the Big Sky Women's Hoops games for this week. This week's presented uh, by the Good Food Store. Good choices are the good food stores. Valued prices must have staples. The premium quality organic and natural products you want and need in your kitchen every single day. You'll find these budget-friendly basics throughout the store from the meat department with locally raised ground beef to cage-free eggs, organic cereals, milk, and bulk items. Look for the good choices tree to find quality products at great prices. Here's this week's slate of games. Thursday, Northern Colorado's in Bozeman to take on the Cats. NAU is in Missoula to take on the Lady Grizz. Weber State is at Portland State, and Idaho State is at Sac State. Then Saturday, flip-flop all those games. Northern Colorado here in Missoula, NAU in Bozeman. Weber State is at Sac State, Idaho State at Portland State. And then the single game, the single Saturday matchup is Idaho at Eastern Washington. I think all eyes are going to be here on the state of Montana. These are four of the top six teams in the standings. And uh, big games all the way around, both Thursday and Friday, or Thursday and Saturday for both Lady Grizz and Montana State. Well, NAU's only loss is against Montana. Yeah. Down in Flagstaff, yep. which was a really big win. And I know they were coming off losing to UNC, had tough travel, didn't get a good practice in, and they just came in and got it done at NAU. I mean, 89 to 84. So both teams put up a lot of points. That fourth quarter was so big for the Lady Grizz. Danny Barch hit a couple of big threes. Carmen had 12 of her 18 in the fourth quarter. You also had MJ Bruno with about a minute left that hit a three. So it was just back and forth, an offensive shootout. The weirdest thing ever, Leah Beattie got fouled twice behind the three-point line, mm-hmm. made all six free throws. She mm-hmm. was seven for seven from the line, and she had a career high at that point of 22. So I just I think that you're going to see a lot of up and down and a lot of shooting, but I do think this, this game is going to be critical for the conference race. No doubt. And Northern Colorado in Bozeman on Thursday, that, that could, is going to be a slugfest because both these teams have proven that they want to get it done defensively first and foremost. For sure. I mean, I, I look at that. It was very low scoring. Well, 53-58 in last the last, time. In the last yeah. time that they were out. And North Colorado won, right? 
Yes, yeah, they in, did. In Greeley, yep. Yeah, they did. Um, and they actually out-rebounded the Cats by 10. So talking about our trend yep. when the Cats lose. Um, but again, back, it's really great to have Caitlin Lamardo back. I mean, it was a big scare against Montana. And you look at Madison Hall, Taylor Jansen, Natalie Picton. They are, and Mara Dykstra, can't leave her out. They are a tough squad. And you look at the matchup between Picton and Simmental, that'll be a battle. And then Delaney Byrne is a handful. With her yep. size at 6'3", and her ability to shoot the three and also get to the rim, she's definitely a player that is difficult to contain. Speaking of great post players, uh, the other one I'm at my eye on Thursday when NAU's in town is Sophie Glancy. Ooh, she, we haven't she, even talked about her. I mean, she's she's been really good all year. But since that loss to Montana, NAU's only league loss, they have really made a priority of going inside to her. And, uh, I mean, she was the conference player of the week two weeks ago. She, It's just a huge matchup problem for the Lady Grizz because I just don't really know where you go. If you go with Danny Barsh, she can match up athletically, but then you risk Barsh getting in foul trouble. Well, and also, I will say this. Sophie Glancy does a very good job as a sophomore commanding her presence in the post and Absolutely. getting good positioning. She's getting two-foot shots, but she works for it. And that's been something that Montana's really struggled with on how to defend the post. And so, it, it, you know, it is a good game plan to just hammer it inside. And it also keeps you honest when you have an inside-out presence it just opens up your shooters when you have to focus on someone down low. It just makes the whole game flow. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, the Krista Red Path. Here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. Presented in part by the Good Food Store. Uh, I told you about the Good Choice Tree, but I know you use this quite a bit. Well, I do. I think that it's really important to know that, you know, there there is this reputation out there that the Good Food Store is extremely expensive. It's and not true. It's, it's not. When you look at the Good <laughs> Choices, which the best way to do it is to go to their website, goodfoodstore.com. Click on departments and then go to the Good Choices page and look at it. I mean, I love the Cadia brand. Personally, I buy all of our, like, beans, tomato sauce, everything. And that is comparable to any other grocery store yep. in, in Missoula. So I think it's just important to um, kind of just discuss that myth and get it out there because they do have some very reasonably priced products. There's no doubt, especially if you shop in the bulk section or, I mean, the produce it's so much better than what you're going to find anywhere else that even if the price is just a couple cents more, to me, it's just totally worth it. You know where it's coming from. You know it's not filled with chemicals and pesticides. Good Food Store, dedicated to supporting a healthy community. They provide a wide selection of organic food and natural products, conduct their business in an ethical and respectful manner, and donate to organizations in need. Be sure to check them out for Valentine's Day. Great flower selection, great chocolate selection, wines, uh, of course, all the great meats and cheeses that you could possibly want. Experience Missoula's homegrown, independent source for natural, organic, and locally sourced food at the Good Food Store. What do you think? Uh, you want to make a prediction for the Super Bowl? I know you're very nervous and anxious uh, I, about this. That's just, that's not fair. <laughs> I mean, all prediction that we're going to win. Um, Go Niners. I think we're going to win by 10. Okay, wow. Like that's That's what I have. Here's what I think. I think if the Niners are going to win, they're going to win by between 10 and 14 points. They're not going to win a close game. If it's a close game, Patrick Mahomes is going to break your heart. Well, and, so I, I, think, and I, think, I do agree with that. That is, if it I, becomes a shootout and, it, and Patrick Mahomes, if, he thrives in that type Mahomes of environment. If Mahomes gets the ball last, the Niners are, are up a creek. But if they can stay ahead and, and be up you know, 10, 14 points down the stretch... Niners definitely have a chance. Yeah, and I'm not a Mahomes hater. I mean, he has really proven it, and he's gotten it done. And so you cannot, like, look past that. You have to respect him. You absolutely do. I mean, he's one of the great athletes of our time. No, I was doubt. ESPN Radio, Hour 1 in the books. More Super Bowl talk. How about the man who presented the Lamar Hunt Trophy to Patrick Mahomes? He's got a Super Bowl ring himself. He's also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, oh, by the way, he's a former Montana State Bobcat that says Montana is his favorite place on earth. Jan Stenerud, our jo our guest for the ESPN Roundtable. Next, keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.